For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire labourers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the labourers for the usual daily wage, he sent them out into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around and said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the labourers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May we hear the word of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not fair. Those are words that we will have heard or thought or muttered. They seem to be the first words that children learn. It's not fair. Whether it's the size of a slice of cake, it's not fair. You got more than me. Or the weather on the holiday in the days past that we'd planned. It's not fair. All that sunshine and the moment we get in the car, it's rain all the way. We complain that we feel it's not fair when we think that we have missed out. It's not fair isn't actually said in the Gospel reading we've just heard, but it's implied all the way through. A hot day, hard-working labourers, a landowner who gives dignity by offering work even to those nobody else has wanted. All the workers had agreed a wage, worked the hours expected, and now it was pay time. I don't know who you identified with in that story, but if you asked me who I identified with, I'd like to say the landowner, ready to be generous with what I have. And then if I were being truthful, it's with those labourers who are hired first. All that hard work, under the hot sun, sweating my guts out, and then I see those who've worked just an hour, and they get the same wage as me. It's not fair. I deserve more. Matthew has placed this story about the kingdom in an interesting setting. If you look at the previous chapter, chapter 19, there's the story of the rich young man. And we have Jesus reminding him that it's not about possessions, not about how much you have, but how much you are prepared to sacrifice for the kingdom of God. And then in the second half of chapter 20, we have the disciples having just heard this story 
arguing amongst each other about who's the most important, who's going to get the best place in heaven. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first, says Jesus, three times within these two chapters. The love of God, the mercy of God, isn't about fairness. It's about justice. And it's not dependent on what I do or my position or sacrifice. It's not dependent on my standing in society or in the church. It's about God loving each of us equally. The generosity of God giving us more than we deserve. As I read uh, this passage, I was led to think about the night shelter that we have during the winter months. There are some people who would say it's not fair, all that good food that those people get. They're not working, they're on the streets, they don't deserve it. And yet John and his team offer the generous mercy of God to those people, making sure that the room looks beautiful, that there are flowers, that the food is of the highest quality, and that the conversations and relationships that are being built not dependent on what that person has done during the day, but the very fact that they are a child of God. God's mercy and graciousness is wider than we can ever expect. It's not for us to look at others and say it's not fair that this happened to them or that happened to them, but to be grateful that the mercy of God is extended to us. On Sunday, I talked about the, uh, one of my favourite hymns, The Wideness of God's Mercy, which I think sums up the attitude that we should have, which is not one of narrowing down and looking at people and thinking, what do you deserve? But asking, how can I offer the generosity of God's love, which has been extended to me? Now, hopefully, I'm going to be able to play you that song. I take my microphone. And we'll finish this sermon by hearing the words, there's a wideness in God's mercy and a kindness in his justice.
May we take God's love and wideness and mercy into our lives and extend it to the lives of those we meet in the coming days. Amen.